This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 332. Six Toxic Relationship Habits Most People Think Are Normal, part one, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm Joss Marie. Howdy, friend, and welcome back to the show where I try and help you optimize your relationships by bringing you some of the best relationship content in the world. I got your back when it comes to dating, parenting, marriage, you name it. And today, I'll be narrating part one of a post from Mark Manson that identifies toxic relationship habits that many people actually think are normal. And I know I am, but I'm sure you're eager to hear the list of habits too. So let's jump right into Mark's post and start optimizing your life. Six Toxic Relationship Habits Most People Think Are Normal, Part 1, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. There's no class in high school on how to not be a boyfriend or girlfriend. Sure, they teach us the biology of the legality of marriage, and maybe we read a few obscure love stories from the 19th century on how not to be. But when it comes down to actually handling the nitty-gritty of relationships, we're given no pointers. Or worse, we're given advice columns in women's magazines. Yes, it's trial and error from the get-go. And if you're like most people, it's been mostly error. But part of the problem is that many unhealthy relationship habits are baked into our culture. We worship romantic love. You know, that dizzying and irrational romantic love that somehow finds breaking china plates on the wall in a fit of tears somewhat endearing. And scoff at practicality or unconventional sexualities. Men and women are raised to objectify each other and to objectify their relationships. Thus, our partners are often seen as assets rather than someone to share mutual emotional support. A lot of the self-help literature out there isn't helpful either. No, men and women are not from different planets, you overgeneralizing prick. And for most of us, mom and dad surely weren't the best examples either. Fortunately, there's been a lot of psychological research into healthy and happy relationships the past few decades, and there are some general principles that keep popping up consistently that most people are unaware of or don't follow. In fact, some of these principles actually go against what is traditionally considered romantic or normal in a relationship. Here are six of the most common tendencies in relationships that many couples think are healthy and normal, but are actually toxic and destroying everything you hold dear. Get the tissues ready. Number one, the relationship scorecard. What it is. The keeping score phenomenon is when someone you're dating continues to blame you for past mistakes you made in the relationship. If both people in the relationship do this, it devolves into what I call the relationship scorecard, where it becomes a battle to see who has screwed up the most over the months or years, and therefore who owes the other one more. You were in a at Cynthia's 28th birthday party back in 2010, and it has proceeded to ruin your life ever since. Why? Because there's not a week that goes by that you're not reminded of it. But that's okay, because that time you caught her sending flirtatious text messages to her coworker immediately removes her right to get jealous. So it's kind of even, right? Wrong. Why it's toxic. The relationship scorecard develops over time, because one or both people in a relationship use past wrongdoings in order to try and justify current righteousness. This is a double whammy of suckage. Not only are you deflecting the current issue itself, but you're ginning up guilt and bitterness from the past to manipulate your partner into feeling wrong in the present. If this goes on long enough, both partners eventually spend most of their energy trying to prove that they're less culpable than the other rather than solving the current problem. People spend all of their time trying to be less wrong for each other instead of being more right for each other. What you should do instead. 
deal with issues individually unless they are legitimately connected. If someone habitually cheats, then that's obviously a recurring problem. But the fact that she embarrassed you in 2010 and that now she got sad and ignored you today have nothing to do with each other, so don't bring it up. You must recognize that by choosing to be with your significant other, you are choosing to be with all of their prior actions and behaviors. If you don't accept those, then ultimately, you are not accepting them. If something bothered you that much a year ago, you should have dealt with it a year ago. Number two, dropping hints and other passive aggression. What it is. Instead of stating a desire or thought overtly, your partner tries to nudge you in the right direction of figuring it out yourself. Instead of saying what's actually upsetting you, you find small and petty ways to piss your partner off so you'll then feel justified in complaining to them. Why it's toxic. Because it shows that you two are not comfortable communicating openly and clearly with one another. A person has no reason to be passive-aggressive if they feel safe expressing any anger or insecurity within the relationship. A person will never feel a need to drop hints if they feel like they won't be judged or criticized for it. What you should do instead. State your feelings and desires openly and make it clear that the other person is not necessarily responsible or obligated to them, but that you'd love to have their support. If they love you, they'll almost always be able to give it. Number three, holding the relationship hostage. What it is. When one person has a simple criticism or complaint and blackmails the other person by threatening the commitment of the relationship as a whole. For instance, if someone feels like you've been cold to them, instead of saying, I feel like you're being cold sometimes, they will say, I can't date someone who is cold to me all of the time. Why it's toxic. It's emotional blackmail, and it creates tons of unnecessary drama. Every minor hiccup in the flow of the relationship results in a perceived commitment crisis. It's crucial for both people in a relationship to know that negative thoughts and feelings can be communicated safely to one another without it threatening the relationship itself. Otherwise, people will suppress their true thoughts and feelings, which leads to an environment of distrust and manipulation. What you should do instead. It's fine to get upset at your partner or to not like something about them. That's called being a normal human being. But understand that committing to a person and always liking a person are not the same thing. One can be committed to someone and not like everything about them. One can be eternally devoted to someone, yet actually be annoyed or angered by their partner at times. On the contrary, two partners who are capable of communicating feedback and criticism towards one another, only without judgment or blackmail, will strengthen their commitment to one another in the long run. Number four, hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Six Toxic Relationship Habits Most People Think Are Normal by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Not gonna lie, I've been guilty of some of these habits at one point or another throughout the years in my relationships. So I'm super grateful for the reminder and hope you are too. Also, I just wanted to let you know that our monthly book raffle is tomorrow, so now's a good time to join the weekly newsletter mailing list if you're interested. You can sign up right at oldpodcast.com. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining me here, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow for part two of Mark's Post, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more 
from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.